Hello and welcome to the Jazz Podcast. I am here today with the one and only Zara McFarlane. Zara, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. So we have a very exciting project to talk about um, because you, in association with Tomorrow's Warriors, have just released a track called I Am Warrior. Yes. Tell me about this. So this track is part of an album, in fact, a double vinyl album that is coming out to raise money for Tomorrow's Warriors. So Tomorrow's Warriors is a charity and they are all about um, developing young jazz musicians. They have a focus on those coming from um, ethnically diverse backgrounds, as well as women, helping them get into the field of jazz, learn about and experience what that is, get opportunities to perform live, all that kind of thing. Um, so they have different programs and situations where we can, where they can allow young people to experience and express themselves through jazz music. Amazing. And how old were you when you um, first got involved with Tomorrow's Warriors? So I was a bit of an oldie. I started around 21. I met them um, at uni. Well, actually not at university. I was at university studying and they used to host a jam session at mm. the Jazz Cafe back in the day. Um, on a Sunday afternoon. So I had some friends. I was living in, you know, um, student accommodation and I had friends that were going down to this jam, musicians, instrumentalists rather, and they'd be like, Sarah, come, come, you've got to sing down there. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come one day. <laughs> and then one day I'd go and I ended up singing at the jam. And that's where I met Janine, who is one of the people that heads um, the charity, Janine Irons and Gary Crosby run it. And... Um, yeah, I met them, well, I met Janine specifically there. And she was like, oh, you know, I love what you're, what you're doing. I'm going to, you know, I want to have a chat with you, see if we can get you involved in some stuff. So back then, there wasn't as much of a kind of structured educational aspect to it, whereas now there's actually lessons that happen, different tutors, often ex-tomors, whereas that are teaching young people. And it's going down as young as even, I think, eight is maybe the youngest that you can take part in some of the, the different things that are happening through the education system that they have. Um, back then, it was really more the jam session, get an opportunity to work with the band if you've got that chance to do that, and then get an opportunity to tour, write mm. together, rehearse together. So that element is still there. Um, and they are based at the South Bank Centre in London. Wow, that's really central. I, I, for some reason, I imagined it was based out in uh, Woolwich, but clearly I've got myself muddled up there. 
yeah no they're based in South Bank Centre that's amazing and so you coming up through tomorrow's warriors you must have met some incredible artists who are now your friends and colleagues well interestingly enough um yeah a lot of the people that I play with even to this day have all come through tomorrow's warriors in some capacity um some I met at Guildhall as well but they also still associate with tomorrow's warriors so yeah the great thing about tomorrow's warriors is that it really does feel like a community of people um and then when we're out touring and stuff like that festivals you know we all get a chance to hang out it's like sometimes we don't see each other that often so some of the people that obviously that I work with in the band so I see them more regularly but then the others that I don't really get to see more often we'll hang out at a festival once if we're all there at the same time it's nice to catch up in that way so yeah, it's really it was a really safe space to get to learn about jazz for me. I didn't study jazz as my undergrad at the time, so I had an undergrad in popular music performance, but there was a module on jazz on that course. But really, through working with Tomorrow's Warriors, when, when I got out and about working with musicians that are jazz musicians specifically, that was kind of what they were studying. Um, and then obviously the older generation through Jazz Jamaica, which is loosely associated with Tomorrow's Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the times you get the opportunity to work with Jazz Jamaica, which is a jazz and reggae band, outfit mm-hmm. band. And um, as a singer, I was often a bit more associated with Jazz Jamaica because um, Tomorrow's Warriors was originally slightly more of an instrumentalist-led band. Yeah. Um, so Jazz Jamaica was where I had the opportunity to do a lot more gigs, touring, um, and stretching myself a little bit more. I'm working with, you know, some of the top um, jazz musicians of of um, the UK jazz scene, such as Dennis Baptiste, Jason Yard, people like that as well. And your track, um, I Am Warrior, does have that real kind of Jamaican sound to it, which I love. Yeah, so what I was trying, I love, if you know my music, I often fuse jazz and reggae. So, um and I was, was interested in that before I ever met Jazz Jamaica as well. So it was nice to be part of that band. So I was kind of continuing that tradi- tradition in that way. It has a swing feel to it as well, mm-hmm. but it definitely has more of a reggae, a little reggae vibe to it in the bass line as well. Yeah. Um, and in fact, the title of that track is also the title of the album, I Am Warrior. Amazing. Well. And it was recorded live at um, the Jazz Cafe in Camden, wasn't it? Yeah, so over a period of about two or three years, um, we had the opportunity to get some of the artists that have come up through Tomorrow's Warriors to write a piece of music for the younger warriors. And we're kind of trying to collect all of that music together into a book that would be what we would use for education as well to get people to, you know, perform in different situations, in the jams, in different performances that they'll get the opportunity to to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, it started with this idea of, Let's put on, you know, um, a gig, raise some money, mm-hmm. charity as well in that way, and just have some fun getting the musicians and the older musicians and the younger musicians together, jamming kind of thing at the same time. Um, and then that has now become a live album. <laughs> yeah, which is being released on Friday this week, I believe. Yes, it's coming out very soon, imminently. So we have a, a concert as well on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, at the Jazz Cafe, again, mm-hmm. where we're just kind of just celebrating all this work that's been going on behind the scenes. Um, yeah. Amazing. And this is a double vinyl record with 
all of you know all of the people that were invited to write for tomorrow's warriors all of those pieces on this record yeah yeah everyone that's um written something for it has come up through tomorrow's warriors all the musicians that are playing are either ex tomorrow's warriors or the new tomorrow's warriors mm-hmm. so it's definitely a big jam fest of of great talent really and young musicians coming up what a cool thing to be a part of and what a what a really special thing to exist at a time when the government is just, you know, cutting funding to the arts and undergrad programs, master's programs are dropping off like flies. Mm. And then you have this incredible charity doing doing this work. It's really important. Yeah, I think what they do what, and what they're so great at, Gary and Janine, is really um, scouting talent. Like they see young musicians, they get, you know, ask them to have a little chat get them involved in opportunities to perform live, to meet different musicians. Um, and now with the educational, slightly more structured programme, you know, really build their craft and opportunity to do that. And it's a free programme. So once you're, once you're invited into Tomorrow's Warriors in that way, it's free. You're not, they're not paying for anything. And that's the most important part of the education where we try to raise money for the charity because it's really important work that they're doing um supporting young musicians but also like I said from ethnic ethnically diverse backgrounds often people that wouldn't normally be exposed to jazz wouldn't be able to afford to get into jazz in that way and, and work with such great musicians um and things like that so they're really holding a space that no one else is really holding in that same way because a lot of the other opportunities that are similar are paid have yeah. to pay for them. so this is very special in that way so how can people who are interested in supporting Tomorrow's Warriors get involved? Like, how can they donate? That's a good question. <laughs> um, no, you can go to the website. So they have a website on tomorrowswarriors.org and um, there is a link in there for you to be able to add to the charity. And there's different ways that you can do that. You'll see that in the charity, whether it is you want to support um by donating money, whether you want to support helping musicians get into get down from London, get into London. So it's like some people might be coming oh, from the field. Yeah, it's different. You'll see on the website that there's different levels of of support that you can mm-hmm. give financially, mm-hmm. and in different ways. And it's like also just keeping up to date with what they're doing. You know, supporting and coming out to the gigs, seeing the young musicians. Some often there's sometimes performances at the South Bank that are free in the um, foyer area yeah, and just being present with them and seeing what they're up to and seeing how they rise because a lot of them will go on to do their own projects and do things that I did and many of us have. And all of that support, I still see people that I met years ago when I used to do the jam sessions, both at Jazz Cafe and then it later moved on to Spice of Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to host some at some point as well uh, back in the day. So I still see people now that's like, oh, you know, I remember you, Zara, you know, 10 years ago, however many years ago, probably 20 years ago now. Um, <laughs> I, when you were, you know, just starting out with Tomorrow's Warriors and all of that support is really helpful to see as you progress in your career. Yeah. Tell me, it must feel amazing hearing young people or just anyone else performing your music. Like it's one thing to p- perform your own music with with great musicians, but it must be another really special feeling to hear to hear it played back to you by other people. Yeah, it's actually quite a strange thing that, yeah, I don't see very, very often because obviously I'm normally playing my own music. Yeah. So, yeah that's a good point. Um, what I do enjoy in the rehearsals 
is just hearing the excitement of all the young people, the young musicians, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to learn it, wanting to get involved. And then the day, you know, the bit nervousness on the day of the gig, but then they always do really well. Like that is what I love as being a performer myself. You know, yeah. I have that whole process. And it's really nice to see young musicians coming up and just really equally enthusiastic about the process, wanting to learn, wanting to share and, you know, and just express themselves musically as well. Um, soloing, improvising and digging into the grooves. It's just really nice. It's a really nice thing to do. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, they just released a kind of real book, um, comp- jazz compositions by women. So they had, oh, it's fantastic. They have Esperanza Spalding and Laura Jurd and, and a whole host of incredible, Brandy Younger, the great jazz harpist, and, I mean, a whole host of people. Um, so it is really exciting to have something that is particularly supporting ethnic minorities and women in this country coming up as performers and composers as well because that's that's a real powerful thing that exists long after we're gone is the music that we create and leave behind. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what, Tomorrow's Warriors are looking at looking at their legacy of all the work that they've done. And this is a really nice way to do that musically, community-wise, you know, performance-wise. You're bringing everything back, almost like full circle mm-hmm. in that way. Being able to have older generations write that music young, for the younger generations, but then obviously they'll come back around in that cycle potentially and maybe even do the same thing uh, in, I don't know, five years from now, ten years from now, I don't know when. Um, yeah. That's a really nice, yeah, way of giving back, I think. Mm-hmm. So stepping, you know, sidestepping tomorrow's warriors just for five minutes because I am talking to Zara McFarlane and that's very exciting. Um, can you tell us what you're up to at the minute? Right now, um, what am I up to? Just a few little bits here and there. Still kind of bringing things back around after COVID, mm-hmm. um, getting back into gigging again. Um, this year I've been doing a few different projects for different people. So I did um, a Rufa Franklin tribute with a band in France. We did it a couple of years ago. And uh, what was the other project that I did? I can't even think now. Everything goes so quickly at the moment. But yeah, just getting out again with my band, gigging, slowly but surely. (laughs) Yeah. Thinking about the next project. I haven't got a firm idea yet on... My next personal project. The other couple of things. There's a couple of other things potentially in the pipeline, which I probably can't mention right now. But um, I will be back out on the road soon, so expect to see me. I do see your name pop up all over the place quite often. It does seem like you're the kind of person that thrives on getting stuck into a variety of projects. Yeah, the thing is with me, I've always been interested in. Having doing lots of different types of things. So, you know, I, I write my music, I release my own personal albums. I sometimes get asked to perform on other people's albums like this, I guess. Um, I also um, love to perform live. I love other styles of music. I've recorded house music, different things like that. And I also teach mm-hmm. from time to time as well and do masterclasses and different things, sometimes in universities and conservatoires and personally um, one-to-one online. So... I always like to be having lots of different things on the go, which is a good thing, mostly for me. But with COVID, it was nice to kind of 
at the beginning anyway, to kind of be like, okay, cool, it's all gone. At first it was very strange. Then I kind of got used to it a little bit to like, actually, this is not a bad thing. <laughs> Let's just yeah. take a for a minute. And now it's trying to get back to things, but not wanting to go maybe as far as you did before with having so much things happening all at once. Because mm-hmm. it was quite intense for the last 10, 12 years, gigging and touring all the time. And but I loved it, to be honest with you as well. But I think there is the need for balance somehow. <laughs> I'm still trying to find the balance. But yeah, it's trying to find that space also to be creative because sometimes when you're too busy or for myself, when I'm too busy, it is harder to get into that creative space. I feel that too. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. It's trying to find like, I want to get back out there. I want to gig again, try new things. Um, you know, I've done some things in the theatre before as well. But then... It's trying to find the ebb and flow of things yeah. to move, to make sure that I'm still entertained with what I'm doing <laughs> and able to entertain other people. But then I still get enough rest and time for creativity. Yeah, I think the creativity is the thing that I struggle with. Because um, like you, I love doing lots of different projects. I love being really busy. Um, but for me, creativity is something that I really have to carve out space for. Yeah. I envy those people that can write on the back of a napkin, you know, between soundcheck and the gig. Yeah. Just not one of those. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I'm not one of those people either at all. But each to their own, I guess. But no, I think it's interesting now because coming out of COVID, I think some people have gone hard back into being busy again. And I think in a way, people were able to get quite a lot done in COVID mm-hmm. because we were always at home. Mm-hmm. Um, well not everyone was at home but many people were at home that might would normally be you know traveling an hour or two hours to get on a, to get into London or whatever mm-hmm. in different jobs and then they were in one place so they were able to kind of act and do things maybe react a bit quicker in certain ways but I think people are still expecting you to react as quickly as we did in COVID it's like well actually no we're back out in the world now so <laughs> I'm stuck on a train or <laughs> in another meeting physically with somebody else like I think it's just trying to find how to get back to the new life after COVID almost. Yeah, I I get really ragey with the whole, like, you need to be on your phone 24-7 and I need a response right now. Yeah, it feels like I think people got used to that in COVID a little bit. It's like everyone was just constantly there and available um, with certain types of work. Mm -hmm. But now it's just not, you just can't sustain that anyway. No, no, and that's... I mean, for me, that's one of the great joys of live music because it brings you right into the present and right into a space with the people that you're creating with. And there's no there's no interruption of, you know, WhatsApp, my phone, just quickly check. Like you have to you have to be mm-hmm. present. And it's such a joy to exist in one place at one time. I think it's really important. Um because I'm also you know, I'm not so great on social media and all that kind of stuff anyway. <laughs> I should be better, I guess. But it's just not my thing. Like, I same thing, I don't really want to be on my phone all the time. I don't really want to be I'm constantly thinking about what I'm supposed to be doing outside of what I'm doing. I just want to enjoy what I'm doing in the moment without worrying about anything else. Catch-22 there with, obviously, as an artist, we're meant to be doing that and all that kind of thing. But... I'm very much about trying to just enjoy life. And I think particularly after COVID, having lost people along the way, it's just a reminder that life is for living and we need to 
be present with people more often. Well said. It's com- you're completely right. So tomorrow's Warriors, I Am Warrior, the double album is released this Friday. On Thursday, everybody should go to the Jazz Cafe because there is a great uh, performance of the album. You'll be singing, Zara? I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be singing. Yep. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me.